Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of the USL. Tonight, we're going to be recapping, uh, I think it's just the second road win this year uh, against Toronto FC 2. We're going to preview the match this coming weekend against Cincy. Uh, I should say FC Cincinnati, not just Cincy. Sometimes I uh, am professional and sometimes I am not. Uh, we're going to highlight another player as that it continues to be a very popular segment. And uh, maybe we'll we'll make fun of Anthony a little bit more. <laughs> Joining me tonight, uh, spoiler alert, uh, as always, NYC Soccer World's own Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. Oh, me? I'm here. You're here, I said. I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you you can make you can make fun of me as much as you want. It won't work. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I'll bring something up in a little bit. Uh, and of course, we've got Mr. Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. Hello, Bill. Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm ready to poke some fun over there at Anthony. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want to start off with webcam, you know, it's it's going. What good. is this? What is the, what? what is, a, are you having trouble? What, what is you, you, you guys are going to pick on me? You know what? I'm going to turn on my webcam and I'm oh, just going to no. take all oh, of no, my clothes again. off. Oh, my God. And then you guys oh, are no. just going to put it away. All of this. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, ladies, this is like War of the Worlds. I have to describe to them the uh, destruction that I'm witnessing firsthand. Joe's eating popcorn right now. That's how bad it is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right. Let's dive into this Toronto FC2 game. Uh, Red Bulls, I don't think they're the better team necessarily on the day. Uh, they were a little bit fortunate not to give up uh, more than the single goal that they did. Uh, but they were resilient. They did create, and I think going forward, they, they were still um, impressing in a lot of the the, the their moves forward, uh, particularly out of the midfield. Dan Metzger back in the lineup. I thought Andrews Tenari is is really showing a lot of confidence. Same thing with Florian Velo and Junior Flemings. And things are just really clicking up front. But, uh, and this is something that we've seen with the senior team, maybe they're pressing a little bit too high and getting caught uh, on those counterattack opportunities, which is how uh, Toronto scored their their only goal. Jordan Hamilton uh, beating the back line. Maybe, uh, maybe Nadam and, and Scarlett could have handled that a little bit better. Uh, it seemed like they let the, the runner get away from them, but it is what it is. Yeah, they um this was a game I, I, I kinda don't agree with your assessment saying that they didn't play all that well. I actually thought they did, um, especially for a road team. But uh they're they're pressing, which is something that at times earlier this year they were not doing much of at all. Mm-hmm. And they're looking far more like the team they were last year over this uh unbeaten stretch than they have at any at any point in twenty seventeen. I'll agree with, with that to some degree about uh, they're looking like a team that can be resilient and get results when they're not playing their best. But I mean, look, they had they had the better possession on the uh, on the night. But I thought Toronto created so many opportunities in that first half that they were very very fortunate to escape uh, with a lead at halftime. Let's also remember that this is a team, this Toronto FC2 team, um, has given New York troubles in the past. The first game of 2016, that 2-2 draw, where we didn't know what we were in store for for the rest of the year. Um, they've also been a team that's played up to their competition all year long. They've got wins over, I think it's Charleston and 
and all sorts of teams that they had no business even competing with. So it, it's not, it wasn't surprising to me that they, that they played as well as they did in this game. Well, I think what was surprising for me uh, was how well Toronto was transitioning into the attack because we, we haven't seen that too much from them this year. And I think that, you know, maybe that's just some of the groundwork of them getting to a point where uh, they're going to start challenging in USL. I mean, last week, you know, you talked about how terrible they were. I didn't really see that in this match. I thought that they were fairly competitive. And I was very impressed with uh, Subasa Endo and Jordan Hamilton, uh, who, who each played very well up until, of course, Hamilton's uh, red card uh, at the death. Hey, Joe, do you know what you call a team that's impressive that lost? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh God! No, no, but that, but that, that, but, that, but that's in all, all honesty here. Like that's great. You know, they they look competitive. You know what they did? They lost, and that's all. That's what they've been doing a ton of this year. That's true. And so sitting last place in the East right now, so uh, that's what I would call yeah. them. I lost last place in the East. Exactly. I guess, so they, I guess as, they are like the FC Montreal of you know this season. We joked about that last yeah, week. I guess I, I don't think they're as bad as Montreal true. because Montreal looked just atrocious at times last year. Uh, well, they also knew they were dying, so yeah, they were like yeah, very much like, well, what, "What does it matter? We're keeping these as souvenirs anyway." The Chivas effect. No. All right. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, the Red Bulls get two penalty kicks right at the end of the half. It was very bizarre. Uh, Ecken Road just seemed hell-bent on uh, destroying the lead that uh, <laughs> Toronto had built. Uh, first, he takes down um, Florian Velo uh, on the run and uh, legitimate fouls on, on both of them. Maybe the Velo foul was a little bit lighter than uh, the second one on Vincent Bezicourt. Uh But Bonomo steps up, takes two penalty kicks uh, in a matter of about three minutes, hits both of them in the exact same spot, uh, almost carbon copy, and... Uh, Oh man, I'm gonna mispronounce his name. The oh, goalkeeper boy. for uh, oh, Cavaluzzo. Uh Guess is right both times, uh, and still cannot save it. So uh, fantastic for for Bonomo, uh, Bill. That the, his whole play on the night. I mean, I thought he was terrific otherwise, uh, but this was such a Brandon Allen esque performance. I could not help but think that you were very pleased in seeing the uh, now star striker of the team win the game with two penalty kicks. Yeah, I was for sure. It was almost like the ghost of Brandon Allen had come back to Stefano Bonomo. I wonder if that's a league record for, you know, the fastest two penalty kicks back-to-back. I think it was three minutes between them total. So uh, I was pretty surprised to see two penalty kicks back-to-back like that. I feel like there was one in the league this year that was like two in like two minutes or something. I can't remember where. Yeah, that's that's hardcore. That's that's the problem with doing all these write-ups from week to week is that the games start blending together. Um, I mentioned a little bit earlier Florian Velo. Uh, he had been, you know, for, for I think it's fair to say he had been struggling for a long time this season and seemed to kind of have a bit of a sophomore slump. But you know, those two goals I think have done wonders for his confidence. He looks like he is back to the player that he was last year. And, you know, maybe even some of that was carrying a knock of some kind, but uh, he looks fantastic out there. 
He does it great. And he's um he looks like he has the freedom to move around the field. I think earlier this year there was so much um and this isn't their fault. I think it's a majority of the fault of the first team. Uh, constantly pulling players, not knowing what they needed, uh, and really kind of making a mess of uh, the Red Bull 2 team, which is kind of the point of this team. Um, but now that they're settled and they're, they know who they're going to be playing week in and week out, we're seeing all these guys get far more comfortable in those positions. Uh, so I, I think that Velo in particular has really kind of benefited from knowing what he's going to do from week to week. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, Look, I it wasn't the most clinical performance from him. Uh, I think we've seen him be a little bit better in terms of just taking care of the ball. But the guy created three chances. He had two shots on target. He helps uh, set up the first goal by it just having that dangerous dribble into the box. And um, yeah, I think everything that he's doing right now is really coming off for the team. And I think in this match, he overshadowed Vincent Bezicourt in his return uh, to the two team. Yeah, Vincent Bezicourt. Okay, I'm controversial Uh-oh. comment here. Oh, here we go. If you're not gonna play, yeah, I know. If you're not gonna play a guy at all in the first team, why are you bothering calling him up? Because Vincent Bezicourt, if if he wasn't ever gonna see minutes at all, there's no reason why he shouldn't have been playing with the two team and seeing minutes and staying sharp. Well, he did see minutes in the Portland match. And the way that it works with a with a soccer team, Anthony, uh, there's this thing called oh the, come on, there's this thing called the bench, and it exists <laughs> to have players not just sit on it, which obviously they would do because it's shaped like a, a large chair, but uh, for several people to sit down on. Um, but in case there might be an injury in a match, you can actually uh, call one of the players who's sitting on this large chair into the game, and they could take over for one of the players. So it's you know, sort of I never knew that. It's sort of like soccer insurance, if you will. Would you say that this large chair is, is comfy to sit on, or is it you know hard to sit on this this big chair? I, I, I think it depends on whether or not you're home or away. That's exactly right. Uh, they they have several <laughs> chairs uh, at Red Bull Arena, um, but you know I'm getting ahead of myself. I is that the most demeaning <laughs> that I've ever been to, Anthony? I feel like it isn't, but I think this is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> you had to it's really, my favorite. I had to ride that one out. I thought, um, yeah, no, but I, I, I do. The, the reason why I say that is, I, I feel right. like there's a lot of two team guys that come up, and they're 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 riding, they're used as that insurance. And I feel like that's not that's not the point of a guy who potentially has a chance. A Dilly Duca, and I'm not trying to insult Dilly Duca at all. I'm saying he's the kind of guy that should sit on a bench in case somebody gets injured. Not a Vincent Bezicourt. He's the kind of guy that you're bringing in. If, if he's going to see 20 minutes, 15 minutes in a game because you want something late in the contest, sure, I understand that. But if um, he's just going to sit there and not play any minutes, Honestly, he probably is better off playing minutes in in the two team. I think it's a catch. That's my opinion. I think it's a catch twenty two because um, why is Dilly Duca getting in the match before someone like Vincent Bezicourt? It's because he has MLS experience. But the the catch twenty two of that but is how do you get experience? To get MLS experience if exactly. he doesn't play. Exactly. I, I see. I I said this on um on on Mark's podcast uh, yesterday. It's. You know, with Hassan Adam and Adam, yeah, however we pronounce I, it these days. I very much disagree with you with your opinion on that. Sure, you can disagree. Everybody disagrees with me for the most part. But, like, it's, uh, you know, like, if, if he's not going to see minutes, 
he, the, the guy needs playing time. If um if you have a defender sitting there on the bench and you end up playing people in the back line that aren't defenders, why do you have the defender on the bench? I could see you making that <laughs> it argument. It doesn't about, make any sense. I could see you making that argument about Zizzo, but Escobar and Mario are not defenders. I don't want to go down this. I don't want to go down this path because that's gonna. <laughs> no, no, but before we get too far down this, here, here's my here's my thing about that. Escobar and Mario are wingbacks at best. No, they're not. Escobar, they're, they're, they're not. Back. They're not. Here yeah, he 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 does not play like one. He does not play like one at all. Look, they had they he. I understand leaving Damian Paranel in the last game on the bench. He played in in the previous game, but you know you've got Endom there. Play him. What I mean, at that, like, what have you really, really, really got to lose at this point? I, I'll tell you because they're very much in playoff position. They were on the road, and Dom is someone who's been prone to making mental mistakes in games. And you more don't... so than the rest of the guys that they have on that team. Look, oh, we're not getting into yes, this. One hundred. We're not. We're not getting into this. We can. We we're can not getting into this later. right now. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about the two team, not That's the exactly one team. Well, in a way, we are. Um, Okay, let's talk about Evan Loro, who I thought uh, is is coming along a little bit um, better than maybe I projected him to be at this point in the season. I thought he probably had one of his best games uh, this past weekend. He was under fire quite a bit. Uh, he made some very nice saves. He did not spill rebounds out to opposing uh, players. And just overall, I thought um, it was a complete game from him, uh, which is something that he's struggled a little bit to to turn in from time to time. He was composed, um, which is the big thing I can, I think the big takeaway was at no point did he look rattled, even though he faced shots. And that's probably the, the biggest piece of growth that he can take from this game because he's had moments this season where, uh, you know, the, the situation heats up and he makes pseudo questionable decisions. Not that there's, you know, that's to be expected. That's what this team is for, but uh, it, it was problematic early on in the year, and this is probably, you're right, the most complete performance that he's done this year. Yep, yep, fully agree. Okay, let's talk about man of the match. Uh, who you got, Bill? Stefano Bonomo. I am so shocked right now, Bill. Uh, I should be. <laughs> I did not see it coming. With the two goals, two penalty kicks back-to-back, I really can't pick anybody else. <laughs> but I know you don't like to pick the same people, so I want to hear who you're going to pick. Well, wait, let's get to Anthony first. All right, all right. I'm going to go with Vincent Bezicourt. Yes, he didn't have um, you know, maybe a number on the stat sheet, but he forced that first penalty kick. No, he didn't. He was it. Yeah, he did. He got the second. He was the one that... He was the one that no, it was the first one. I'm actually looking at it right now. He just he just he forced the uh, the first turnover, the uh, pass oh, back that okay, ended okay. up getting intercepted. Um, yeah, ha, ha, um, and it. Uh, I, I felt like he he really solidified um, the especially the defensive midfield at times during this game. All right, I think that's fair enough, Bill. I agree with you today. I think it was Stefano Bonomo. It is not wow. easy to take. Uh, Two penalty kicks in a game, sides. period. Uh, but to do it within a couple minutes of each other is even harder. And to put the ball in the same spot takes a <laughs> tremendous right. amount of gall. Uh, and yeah, yeah, he did it all. So Stefano, see, I feel it. like I feel I feel like I was used here. You used <laughs> me to pick somebody completely different so that you could turn around and agree with Bill. <laughs> 
I love the conspiracy side of that, but no, I didn't use you to do that. Hanthi, you're just a troll all the time. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to set that up. Oh, where's Harambe? This is it's it's building up to an epic showdown when the soccer skills. I'm just gonna say that. Uh, okay, <laughs> um, let's very quickly recap some games to keep an eye on. Uh, Cincinnati and Harrisburg City uh, drew 1-1 today at Harrisburg. Uh, that's actually a great result for the Red Bulls heading into the weekend. Uh, Bethlehem Steel, who sit, what is it, two points behind them? Oh, they're four points back now. Actually, that's pretty good. Uh, they will be playing Louisville City at Louisville, so... Uh, hopefully Louisville will win that game. Uh, Charlotte is playing Ottawa. Hope for a draw there. Pittsburgh and Rochester again draw. That way the Red Bulls can climb up the table and maybe catch uh, Charlotte or Rochester in that situation. Uh, St. Louis and Orlando draw. And uh, uh, the Charleston Battery versus Richmond. Hope for a Richmond win. Because again, this could very well help the Red Bulls catch the top of the table if somehow charleston loses and they beat cincinnati they will uh, leapfrog them into fourth place which is pretty amazing if you think about the way that the beginning of the season was okay we're going to take a break and uh, when we come back we're going to preview the game against fc cincinnati so stick around We are back with our final segment. We're going to preview the game against FC Cincinnati. This is an opponent that uh, the Red Bulls, uh, two know very well, and Red Bull 1 fans uh, know well thanks to a improbable but uh, strong open cup run from uh, Cincinnati. Obviously, they, they fell to the Red Bulls twice in one week the last time that uh, these two teams met. And it was evident that maybe Cincinnati was a bit tired from their midweek uh, extended play, I think, is a good way to explain that. Uh, they are nine, nine, and nine overall, which is six, six, six upside down. Just saying, people. Oh, negative uh, two goal differential. They are one, two, and two in their last five games, and a negative seven goal differential, which includes the drubbings from Louisville and New York, uh, which were five nothing and four nothing respectively. Uh, they beat Ottawa. But they lost to New York and Louisville, as, as mentioned, and drew against Pittsburgh and Harrisburg tonight. Their goal scorers, uh, GB Fall, 11 goals on the year, Danny Koenig, 9, and Jimmy Mack. He's got five. Uh, uh, Jimmy McLaughlin, I thought, has been terrific, but he, he seems to have some trouble consistently staying on the field. And look, Cincinnati is a different team on the road than they are at home. Uh, but I'm not really seeing anything inspiring coming from Cincinnati of late. And knowing that this is the time of year where you, where if you're hovering around that, that playoff line, you really got to be putting in some big performances and they're just not getting it done. I know coming back uh, from a goal down and winning at the death or sorry, a drawing at the death, like they did tonight against Harrisburg uh, is good for morale and is good, you know, in terms of just making sure that you pick up some points. But I'm, I don't know. I don't think that Cincinnati uh, is maybe going to make the playoffs. I think that it's very possible that they drop out of position. But 
it'll be huge for them this week to get any points against the Red Bulls and especially three. I agree. They're, they're a team that has run out of gas midway through the year. I don't know if that necessarily has to do with the U.S. Open Cup run, but they I understood the Red Bull 2 game when it was over. I expected them to rebound a bit. They have not at all. So this might be what they are, which is a team that isn't um, isn't isn't a playoff team. Uh, you know, they, they had a coaching change in the offseason. They had Sean O'Coley, the, ML, the USL uh, MVP leave. So maybe we're, we have too high of an expectation for them this year. Well, I think one of the things that uh, happened with them is that teams kind of figured that, them out a little bit. Uh, they were doing really well with a style that we've seen time and again that has worked against the Red Bulls, uh, which is to absorb pressure and look for those counterattack opportunities. Uh, but teams kind of figured out GB Fall a little bit. Uh, Danny Koenig, I think, has been a little bit more successful in terms of uh, continuing his production. Uh, but it, it's it's certainly not lighting it up like Okoli was last year. And, you know, maybe that Open Cup run kind of was bad for them uh, overall because it took a lot out of the team and to come up short uh, certainly hurt the confidence of, of the group a little bit. <laughs> i always every time that uh, that happens i was hoping bill would jump in every time that happens i'm always like i wish that there was crickets right now or at least like snoring you know i was really hoping that snoring. bill would jump in there because i was kind of like well i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what year is it oh god what year is this um I don't know what year it is. That was a little inside joke. I don't know if too many people even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, Cincinnati... Keep keep it relevant. (laughs) That's relevant. It's always relevant. Uh, Is Cincinnati a threat at home? Obviously, they've gotten results there. They always have a big crowd. I expect nothing less than that. This is their final home game of the season, so I think they're really going to look to get a big result. Uh, to help push them forward. Uh, But do they have what it takes to beat what I would consider a surging Red Bull side right now? Absolutely. Remember, Cincinnati has only lost two games at home, and Red Bull has only won two on the road. So it is definitely possible that um, Cincinnati can get something out of this. Um, They tend to be motivated at home far more so than on the road. So... But at the same time, this Red Bull 2 team seems to always turn up when they have a big crowd. They did so in Louisville, and I expect them to do the same thing in Cincinnati. So it's a bit it's a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah, even though they did not win that Louisville game, I think that was one of their best of the season. Uh, just a little bit unlucky not to score. Since that match that, that you mentioned on July 29th, the Red Bulls haven't lost. They're, they're on a six-game unbeaten streak, uh, three wins and three draws. Draws? Yeah. Uh, in that time. And, you know, one of those wins was over the perennial nightmare uh, opponent of Rochester, which has seemingly drawn them at every opportunity. Uh, And, of course, uh, uh, getting the result in Charleston against the Battery, beating Tampa Bay at home, 
Yes, they they probably should have beat Ottawa uh, on the road, but you know, these are our big teams that they're they're beating. They're rising to the occasion, and I think I think as long as you know Bonomo can stay healthy and Junior, which we didn't really even talk about him a whole lot today, but I think he's been at his best that we've seen him this year uh, yep. in terms of running at uh, at the other team and just. His his there's something about his stride right now which, uh, it's it's impressive. I think other teams maybe fear uh, what he's going to do. He's been absolutely a monster taking players on one v one. Although uh, sometimes I think he's a little predictable. He still gets the, the the job done. But with Bonomo and Flemings playing at that level and Velo looking more confident uh, with every week and Tanari just uh, the beast that he is, even if there's some miscommunication or mistakes on the back line, I think that they, they really can get results by uh, outscoring teams. I agree, especially on the road. Yeah. So uh, let's get a prediction here. Mr. Bill, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to go with uh, New York Red Bulls 2 winning 3-1 in Cincinnati. That is a that would be a huge win. Uh, Mr. Anthony? I'm agreeing with that. I actually think they, they'll win this one 3-1. I think that Cincinnati's defense is that fallible. Wow. I'm going to rain on this parade. <laughs> oh, here we go. Back to normal again. <laughs> Back to normal. I think that this might be a real troll here. It's not a troll. A troll is someone who's trying to evoke an emotional response. I feel uh, like you're trying to evoke a yeah. response from me and Bill. I feel like I'm, I'm going to agree with Anthony on this one. For <laughs> once, I'm agreeing with Anthony. Bill is like normalized, so I don't. I don't necessarily expect it from him. But the truth is, Bill is a real troll because he stays quiet and he only gives his. Yeah, he, he he just he's the one that eggs us on in a light way and then enjoys everything that happens afterwards. I will agree with that. I think the thing is, Anthony, I think that you are extremely um, uh, prone to I'm a, hyperbole. I'm a New York sports fan. You're you're yes, exactly. You're prone to hyperbole. Yeah. If the team you know stumbles a little bit, they're the worst team in the world. I cannot even look at them. They're horrible to watch. And if they like, they win. You know, the uh, they could beat uh, Toronto FC. And oh my God, they're world beaters. They're back. This is the team that's going to win the championship. <laughs> I, it, it, what's, what's so funny is that I actually thought that going. I was like, if they play like this the rest of the year, they're going to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but I also don't disagree with that notion. But I just am. Uh, oh, so there you go. So that so they stop giving me crap. I just am uh, not sure that they're going to be able to to do this in Cincinnati. I think that this is they're going to ride the momentum of coming back in the Harrisburg game. They're going to be playing in front of their home fans for what will likely be the last time this season, unless they improve their standings. And uh, they're really going to look to to make a statement. Uh, and I'm going to say this is going to be a two one victory for FC Cincinnati. The first loss for the Red wow. Bulls in quite some time. You are you're not you're not part of the cause, Joe. Yeah, you're yeah, not rain on our parade here. Talking about the team being on fire. Yeah, they're just going to lose. Well, it happens. You can't always win every game. Uh, all right, 
Oh wait, no. What am I doing? I'm like wrapping the show up, and we haven't even. I don't know what. What are you doing? We haven't even done the player highlight or the last or our mystery. fan mail, right? The we last questions. Right? We don't have any questions today, but I do have something even better. So for shame to those listeners, all three of you. <laughs> Where are your questions, man? We were waiting for. Actually, them. it's two because I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just me, you, and Bill. We listen to the show. No, we do have people that listen to the show. Our first stickers went out uh, this past week. Like I said, I was going to get them in the mail, and you're darn tootin' I did. And James Knoll was kind enough to share with us a picture of uh, his son admiring uh, the sticker which he had received. So Hooray. we're getting that stuff out there, and people like it. Woo! Uh, you can have your very own sticker, too. If you'd write us some emails. So let's make that happen. Uh, okay. Uh, first, we're going to do the player highlight. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing Hassan. And um, we were doing a great job of arguing about him earlier. Uh, so we can do a little bit more arguing now. Uh, I think everybody knows his position. He's a, a center back. He's 19 years old. Very strong in the air. Uh very good at marking players uh, on set pieces and so forth. And he's starting to get better at uh, his organizational skills where I think that he can improve uh, first and foremost is his one V one defending. I think when you, you dribble at him, uh, there's a good chance that you could beat him or force him into a mistake. Anthony, what's something that you think, uh, give him a one and one, uh, one quality and one uh, needs to improve. I think that his strength is a big plus for him. He's a guy who doesn't go to ground very quickly, which is very important for a center back, especially in the USL. Um, doesn't overreact. If there's anything that I would say is a knock on him is that uh, I don't think he really plays at this point a full 90 minutes. Um, I think there's moments where he lapses a bit and relies on the guy right next to him to maybe – pick up the slack, but that might be just the fact that uh, he isn't really at the fitness yet. And by that, I mean the fitness that comes with playing a full season in this kind of, uh, in this kind of game. I think that's very fair criticism. Bill, do you have anything to add? Yeah. Just to kind of bounce off what you guys had said too. I think his agility could be approved on a little bit, but he's definitely come a long way so far this season. Uh, it's speaking to, you know, staying focused. One of those things uh, I think that he's had an issue with is at some times making challenges that are a little bit reckless in terms of just being a little late. So he can react a little bit late at times. And we saw that the last time they played Cincinnati. Uh, he picked up kind of a silly yellow card uh, for a little scuffle in the box, uh, but then picked up a second yellow moments later trying to make up for a mistake that he had made. Uh, and just ended up kind of, you know, bowling over someone uh, via his head. <laughs> uh, but you see challenges like that from time to time where he'll he'll maybe, you know, miss uh, tackle and it'll set off a breakaway and his attempt to recover from that can maybe be a little bit reckless uh, and earn uh, the opposing team a free kick, uh, maybe himself a yellow. So I'd like to see him just use his head a little bit more and stay uh, calm, which is something that we see a lot from his uh, partner in crime now, Jordan Scarlett, and hopefully uh, playing with him will help uh, mature his game and give him a little bit of a cooler head. 
okay, uh, is he someone that we think is going to be able to make? Let's let's be first very specific. The Red, New York Red Bulls want. Is he going to be on the first team uh, within the next, uh, let's say, three years? I hope so, um, but it's hard to tell these days with um, how the team operates. We don't even know. We don't even know who the coach is going to be in three years. That, that's very fair. That's very fair. <laughs> that's true. But let's talk about that skill set and if his uh, deficiencies. Um, or you know areas of improvement are such that he is not going to be able to make that jump within that time frame. Do you think he's improved enough this year that tr- that trends him uh, to making an MLS debut? Absolutely. Very verbose of you, Anthony. Uh, Bill, what do you think? I I would say not. Not like next. Well, I guess for maybe next season, but not this year. He could still still has a little bit more work to do. But I mean, within a window of three years, that's three years. That's so a lot of time to improve and get a lot of work done. So within three years, it's definitely possible. I will say the the idea that Hassan Endam, Jordan Scarlett, Aaron Long, and Gideon Ba and Fidel Escobar uh, can all be uh, center backs for the first team is pretty exciting. And Aaron Long's doing a phenomenal job. He, so. Oh man, yeah, he is. Uh, it, it, it's hard. He's my rookie of the year. Yeah, he's, he's not. Awesome. He's not a rookie, though. Is the thing. Wait, why is he not a rookie? What do you mean? Why is he not a rookie? Your rookie season is How when many... you sign for an MLS club. He signed. No, for no, another... no, no, no. Yes, it's not when you. That's newcomer of the year. Maybe you can call that. But he's he's oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. he's Wait, already just, had his ML, rookie season. Is MLS that backwards that, that they? Because normally in any other sport, it's not about when you sign with the team; it's when you actually start having minutes on the field. I'm gonna say that he's had some a, minutes too already in MLS. Hold on, let's find out. Keep talking. Don't don't let this be dead air. Okay, I, I won't I won't let it be because I'm also looking at Baron Long. I don't he think did, he's had any appearances prior yeah. to uh, you're New right. York Red Bulls. You're right. He did so. not. And, and, so I mean that now now you could be right, Joe. You it could be that MLS sees them as, you know, when you sign because in this league a lot of times you sign and you tend to come up. It's not USL hasn't developed to the point where you know it is a constant. Um, it, it, it it's it's a constant minor league feeder system. So yeah, I mean he's made no MLS appearances till this year. You so, ready? You ready? I'm gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Okay, MLS okay. as opposed to other American sports leagues like Major League Baseball oh, no. only designates a player as a rookie if the player has had no prior professional experience. So, for example, although Taylor Twellman finished second in MVP voting in 2002, he was ineligible for the Rookie of the Year award because he had played on the reserve team of 1860 Munich. That's stupid. <laughs> that so is technically that that since Aaron Long's played for Seattle Sounders FC too. That's right. Not well, a for, for him playing, no, uh, for no, Red Bulls he's too, never played. For him he's playing never... for Red Bulls too. Uh, oh, that's true. Ineligible, yeah. but he did play for uh, Sounders too and Timbers too, I believe. That is a stupid rule, and Aaron Long is my rookie of the year, and I don't care what anybody says because their rules are stupid. <laughs> just you sounded just now it's like idiotic. <laughs> You it's idiotic. Like, you He's like, going back to troll mode. He sounds like Ron Burgundy right now. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. It sure did. Uh, that you know that went places I didn't expect. Okay, final segment. 
Dumb like, dumb. You've been appearing on Seeing Dead, uh, Seeing Dead, Seeing Red Dead. Seeing Dead. I'm, I'm Seeing Dead right now. After that rule. <laughs> That's the Shyamalan podcast, Seeing Dead. Um, you've been on Seeing Red Daily a number of times this year, but uh, there were uh, two comments this week <laughs> on your episode that I thought were fantastic that I, I wanted to read, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, I didn't read them. Please. I, I, I'm excited now. Uh, Mr. Mario Romilio. Uh, says I disagree vehemently with Anthony Merced. Open Cup is a is huge for this team and its fans. Needs to be a focus. I didn't right say now. it wasn't. Yeah, but you were like they need to focus on MLS Cup. But like, what are you talking? But I about? know what what I, what I said was MLS Cup is first and foremost, which is true. Yeah. I didn't I didn't diminish it. I actually said it would be a big the, the biggest accomplishment this team would ever have. Would you if they would ever have? If they want. Jeez. Well, no. That's to this point. You, Thank you. Would you agree that um, in September it is impossible to win MLS Cup? Yes, but it's also very possible for this team not to make the MLS Cup playoffs right now, depending on how they play. I'm, I'm like They're Tuck- only I'm, four points out. I'm Tucker Carlson-ing you right now. That's, that's I know you are, and, and I don't like Tucker Carlson, so I'm, 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 I'm going to come back and be really mean to you right now uh, and say that it is very possible that depending on how they play their roster over the next two weeks, they could see themselves outside of the playoffs to get a trophy where only one game is nationally broadcast for the entire year. So great. You lift the trophy, which is made out of aluminum. And does it mean anything if only one game is aired on ESPN three versus MLS cup, which is the premier trophy in American, in American professional soccer. I love when, you, which is true. I love when you're so heated, but, but that's, that's my favorite. No, but, but that's, but it's very true. Like the MLS, MLS cup is the trophy to win in, in American professional soccer, not international soccer, but American agree. soccer. I fully agree. But so, to, to my point, yeah. uh, they are currently above the playoff line. Yes. Atlanta has Montreal's got hand. quite a few games in hand. Uh, yes. And Montreal also has some games in hand, uh, but focusing for the week to get a result, uh, for the Open Cup, I think is certainly priority. Uh, it's not just it's, it's two weeks though, because you think about the, there's that game, then there's then there's the Open Cup game, and then there's a game right after. So it's three games, you know, two in MLS. So that that's where the management has to come into it, and that's why I said what I said about it. It wasn't that I said that that you know to diminish the U.S. Open Cup. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying. That- <laughs> What it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? Well, because, like, you, you, you spent like five minutes being like, but the Open Cup is made of aluminum and it doesn't mean anything. I'm not trying to diminish <laughs> the Open Cup. It's made out of aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that. It's Who's a paper way. Those made out of. I got to say, I was very excited to, to bring this up because <laughs> I was listening uh, yesterday, was it? Yeah, probably yesterday. Uh, and it was making me laugh a lot. Uh, and then uh, as a follow-up to Mr. Romilio's uh, comment, Lee, Justin, one of my Twitter buddies, uh, says, to be honest, I disagree uh, violently with Brissette on most things. <laughs> violently. violently? Violently. Wow. Uh, Does he, like, go and, like, beat his wife? She, but, like, no because of that? That's a she. It's a she. Oh, I mean, she she could beat her her wife potentially. I, I'm you not familiar. Her, you could be, she I, could beat her wife. I'm not familiar with those uh, that level of privacy. Violently, her, so like, what does violently mean? Like, I, well, like, what do you do? Like, when they when they hear me, do they end up going somewhere and like 
you know, punching a puppy or like, you know, I, I think <laughs> I, I think of it more like it like it twists you up inside so much that you can't even do anything or, or say anything. You just like fall into a ball of rage. That would be my guess. Wow. I'm, I'm so happy that I can do that for that person. So I've, I've, in the past, I've talked about, you know, if you want to send us hate mail, this is a, a, a little taste of what that might be like. If you guys want, I, I have no problem going through these things. But the, but the problem is that they mail. don't send this hate mail. They That's don't true. send this hate mail. Uh, so I'm because they arrived the response. Might change. So I'm hoping, you know, this will help spur that a little bit. Uh, and... As always, I will uh, defend Anthony to the end of time because I think that he is a fantastic heel, and every every good sports team needs a heel. So that that's Anthony for this. I am I am the Ric Flair of New York soccer. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that brings us to the end of our show. Uh, if you want to profile, oh my goodness! Uh, if you want to <laughs> follow us on Twitter, I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. And I am at Attitude AJM. Woo! And I'm at Bill TNJ. Woo! And if you want to follow the show, and we hope you do, we are at Raising Bullcast. That's one bull, Raising Bullcast. And as I mentioned, that's all on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com. Uh, you can send us emails to questions at RaisingBulls.com. The aforementioned emails, that's questions at RaisingBulls.com. Where do we send those questions? To questions at RaisingBulls.com. If you do send them, we'll give you a sticker. It has worked so far. Uh, I promise that other people have received stickers <laughs> at, at, at this point in time. Um uh got all that okay uh you can listen to us on uh, itunes or google play or stitcher or wherever you get your podcast please find us on there rate us review us it really does mean everything and it does help uh for myself bill toomey and anthony merced thank you <laughs> and have a good night that's still i think it's too fast damn it it's always too fast